If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! It's another edition of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm your host, Carol Vassar, and if there's one thing I love in life, aside from my family, of course, it's radio. Radio done right can mobilize an entire community to do good. And that is exactly what's happening this Wednesday and Thursday, October 7th and 8th, according to Wilmington-based Nemours associate Becky Phillips. She oversees partnership development and cause marketing for the Nemours Fund for Children's Health. In her nearly four years with Nemours, Becky has been responsible for managing all aspects of the annual fundraising effort known as the Help Our Kids Radiothon, an all-hands-on-deck broadcast extravaganza held in years past, in the atrium of the A.I. DuPont Hospital for Children in Wilmington and on the airwaves of six Delaware Valley radio stations. It usually sounds something like this. We have gotten a lot of requests from some pretty awesome people. A lot of kids at A.I. DuPont Hospital today. I'm just going to have fun and think of wonderful feelings and hopefully... It turns out to be a good radiothon this year. But as with all things in the era of COVID-19, adjustments have had to be made to the radiothon. Yet it will go on. Becky Phillips. This year is our 10th year that we are celebrating radiothon. And it's going to look quite different this year, obviously, because of COVID-19 and the restrictions that we have in the hospital but I'll give you kind of an overview of what it used to be. We partner with six different radio stations through Forever Media, and they would set up their broadcast booths in the atrium, and we would broadcast over the course of the two days sharing stories from our patients and their families, just speaking to Nemours and all the great things that they have experienced with our clinicians and with our caregivers There's some sad ones and some inspiring ones and some hopeful stories, but all of that to inspire our community and our listeners to donate to Nemours. So one of our areas that we look for funding is places like child life or palliative care or pastoral care, areas of the hospital that we support our patients with regardless of their ability to pay and we don't bill it through insurance. So You know, when a child life specialist comes to a patient's bedside and explains how surgery is going to work with a teddy bear so that they understand it in terms that they can relate to, those are exactly the type of services that, that we're providing and that we need to fundraise for. Because without those services provided to our patients, it's all part of the experience and the care that we give. And so without them, you know, it wouldn't be what it is. So... The event lasts for two days and it culminates at 6 p.m. on on the Thursday. It's usually the Thursday after Labor Day. 
But this year, we pushed it out an extra month so that we would have some time to kind of wrap our heads around what a virtual event looks like. Well, the most important part of Radiothon is hearing um, from our patients and our families. So we still have included them in the event as much as we can. I work with the radio station um, DJs to record the patient family stories. And so we would typically record patient family stories leading up to the event. And then we would also schedule some live interviews with everybody. So we're just eliminating the live portion and everything will be pre-recorded and shared during the event. I will say that um, the first year I did Radiothon, um, Parker Diskin, we always pick a patient ambassador. And, and Parker was our ambassador the first year that I started with Radiothon. And she was really fortunate because she was admitted and since then is fully recovered and has no has had no um, medical issues since her visit with Nemours. And so I reached out to her and her mom to ask if she could record a quick video for us. And her mom sent me the video and I was just totally sh- just blown away because she's so much bigger now and she looks like a young lady. And when I met her, she still had her little teddy bear. And just to see that she's she has grown up from where she was four years ago and is doing really well and thriving is like, it's really heartwarming because you feel like when you work closely with these patients and their families, you feel like you really get connected with them and you feel kind of a sense of like responsibility to make sure that you're sharing their story in the right way and that they're comfortable because it's hard to relive some of the experiences that our patients have and to get them to share that with people is not an easy thing. Um, So I really appreciate that story. And then lastly, another patient who just sent me, because again, this is the 10th year, we're kind of going back and visiting with some of our old ambassadors. And um, this little boy, Isaiah, his mom is very active on social media, keeping everybody up to speed on his developments. But he shared a quick video and just said, hi, my name is Isaiah. He has a brittle bone disease. And so he has a lot of um, developmental issues physically, but he's so sweet and very with it. And he's just shared a really quick snippet of himself just saying, I'm Isaiah and I wish that you could please donate to Nemours. And I just like, I get teary eyed every time I watch it because I just think it's just so powerful. These little kids and these little tiny bodies are just amazing, the things they do. Nemours associates play significant and varied roles in the success of Radiothon year after year, making financial contributions teaming up for a friendly competition to see which team raises the most money, and in providing in-kind support, the last of these being especially important in helping Radiothon make the transition from its pre-COVID on-the-ground iteration to this year, one that is now about to become fully virtual. I will say that the the telecom team and Craig, Faison, I think is how you say his last name, he was the first person that I called when I realized that I had to make the virtual element of this event work because one of the big things with Radiothon is that people call in to donate, right? So I thought, oh my gosh, we're not going to have a phone bank in person. So how am I going to get these people that are calling in to donate? Where where are those calls going to be answered and, and how is that going to work? So luckily, um, you know, I jumped on a call with him and he's like, what? you know, Becky, I got your back. We'll make it work. We'll figure it out. So he's amazing. And then Stephen Leachy went to my colleague and, and discussed the YouTube video element of the event. And so I reached out to him immediately and he is super enthusiastic. And I, I don't think he would be um, 
annoyed with me saying that he's like a super IT nerd and very smart and knows all the things about broadcasting through YouTube and all of the, you know, all the technical knowledge behind it. He's really a guru. So he's been awesome in working with me and, um, and we've only known each other for a few days. And actually just yesterday I had to stop at the office and got to see him in person. And we were like, wow, isn't this great? We're actually physically in each other's presence, not just through a screen, but yeah. So he's been really wonderful. And the whole team too. I mean, um, Lawrence, who I think now is in Florida, but he and I worked closely on the last radiothon, making sure that all of the computers were up and running and Danielle, making sure all of the phone phones are answered just the whole team, they're all just so great to work with because they just, you're, they're like, you know, whatever you need to do to get it done, we'll do it. And I really appreciate that. And Becky's immediate team has proven themselves indispensable during the long days of Radiothon's past, present, and future. So the fund office, we're a small office. There's probably only about, I think, 15 of us in there. But when it comes to Radiothon, it's a long it's a long event. It's 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. for two days straight. And, you know, you report into the atrium at 530 in the morning to, to get things ready. And my team, they were all there. They volunteered with me alongside me from the very beginning of when I first started working at Nemours and up until now. Everyone has volunteered to come help answer phones in the Shans house on, um, you know, this week during the event. And so it's just overwhelming how great and how um, it truly is like a team that really supports one another. And, you know, everybody kind of drops what they're doing and their own personal, um, personal um, things to come help out. And that's really phenomenal. If we wanted to have associates who are listening right now, donate to Radiothon, what could they do? You just have to visit Nemours.org slash Radiothon. And if you work in a department that has a fundraising team, you can help contribute to that because the winning team gets the big uh, Radiothon trophy and bragging rights. So that's very important. <laughs> it's a fight to the finish. That's for sure. So there's a there's a leaderboard on the website so you can keep track of where your team is. So yeah, so that's usually pretty intense competition with our associates, which I love to see because I feel like it just shows how, how, um, how great these teams work together. Becky Phillips oversees partnership development and cause marketing for the Nemours Fund for Children's Health. She is based in Wilmington, Delaware. You can make your donation to the Radiothon right now. Just go to Nemours.org slash Radiothon. By the way, the defending champions of the Radiothon trophy is the Department of Pediatrics. Best of luck to them and to everyone for another successful Radiothon. As a teenager, Florida-based Nemours patient service specialist Charlene O'Brien-Smock lived just outside of Cherry Hill, New Jersey. It was there when 14-year-old Charlene had her first Nemours experience, one she would not soon forget. I actually was a patient there when I was a kid, so it's another reason working at a children's hospital is very big for me. I suffered from epilepsy as a kid. Um, it was a growing stage. They called benign Rolantic epilepsy. It's a sleeping nighttime seizure. It all started with me waking my mother up in the middle of the night for me convulsing. I grew so quick at nine years old, I had tripled my height. And that's what caused it, they said, because my brain expanded quicker than it's supposed to. Um, it was only on my left side. I had that from nine all the way till 13. 
Um, it was just a growing stage and everything turned out fine. They didn't think I could able to drive or have a child. And here I am driving perfectly, nothing wrong and have a beautiful daughter. From what I can remember, they made it a lot of fun. Just like, you know, the Philly fanatic even came in, gave me high fives. Um, that made it memorable for me. A self-described people person, Charlene's customer service skills seem to come naturally to her, as evidenced by an early experience while working for the grocery store Publix. I had a lady come to my line. She looked rather pale, and I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, oh, I'm just tired. And I'm like, okay. But I knew something was wrong. So something in my gut said something was wrong. And then she almost passed out at my register. So I ran real quick, got her an orange juice and a cookie. And sure enough, her sugar was very low. She flew from England straight through with nothing to eat or drink and came right to Publix to get stuff for her condo. So when I took care of that and paramedics showed up, not even two weeks later, I got a letter from my corporate office, which is Todd Jones, which is now the CEO of Publix. At the time, it was at Crenshaw. But Todd sent me a letter saying, Thank you for being Publix's hero. So that's something that never stopped. I'm a people person. My nickname growing up, even to this day, a lot of my friends will call me Tigger, like Disney's Tigger. I'm always bouncing around and very full of fun. I treat my patients like they're my family. I've worked in the villages, which is the retirement community here in Central Florida since 2008. I actually do work for um, Nemours Children's Primary Care, and it is in the villages. It is the pediatrician in the villages in the Sharon Morse Medical Center. Um, it is a retirement community, but it's very fortunate that the, if you do work in the villages, you can qualify your child to work and go to the school there. It's called the Villages Charter School. That's where my daughter goes. So this is a retirement community that has elementary school, middle school, and pediatric uh, services available for residents who may live with their grandparents, perhaps, or older parents? Pretty much. And then we're also getting a lot of parents that live either in the Ocala, Leesburg area. Even some of them come from Claremont because my doctor used to work at the Claremont location, but she's with us. And some of her patients have even traveled to be with her. And and tell me about her. Tell me about her and your other fellow associates. Dr. Odette Stanley Brown is my main doctor there. I got familiar with her previously to working at Nemours because my daughter actually was a patient of hers. Very intelligent woman. I've learned a lot about, you know, how to voice your opinion, but in a respectful way. To Kristen Cox, which is my ARNP, she's wonderful. She's down to her. She's like a sister to me in a way because like her and I are very similar in age. So we always joke with certain things. I have three MAs in my office. There's Allison, Megan, and Sammy. You know, each person has their own personality and they all shine in all different ways. Each one of them, I mean, have helped me grow and helped me along my ways. And then there's Julie that I work with. She's another patient service specialist with me. And we work with each other the most out of anybody because we're right next to each other. She was with me since day one because we went to orientation together. We did our training. So we all started her and I started at the beginning of Nemours together. That beginning was in February of this year. So what was it like coming on board at Nemours, only to be faced with the coronavirus pandemic within a month's time? You're always going to have trials and tribulations of anything you come across in life. But this has definitely been a challenge. I mean, I've been around different 
viruses like the flu and everything and like of course the bronchitis and all that but nothing like this it's scary because my parents are in their late 70s so I always make sure they're okay and everything and try to keep them healthy and keep them safe you know and then with my 11 year old it's even more of a challenge because she wants to go 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 and it's like we can't do anything you know her summer got ruined because of this and transitioning from fifth grade, which is elementary, which is a milestone to now going to a bigger milestone to start middle school. It was the last nine weeks of her career of school of elementary, unfortunately, was online. I mean, the pandemic has definitely put things getting done, but also you get behind because you put people on a wait list. And at that one time, we had over 400 people on the wait list. But Julie and I got that down to 16. Now it's down to none. That's an achievement unto itself. Yeah, <laughs> that was definitely a challenge. But I mean, trying to this year, this time of year is all about physicals, you know, trying to get the kids in now that kids are going back to school. And that's even a challenge itself. But it's very rewarding when all I see is a smile and I get a kid by Shar, you know, I'm loving it. That's my reward. Now, the kids have to wear masks these days. The smiles are a bit hidden. How do you know that you're connecting with them? I can see by their eyes. You know, the eye thing, I mean, the kids, if they don't have a mask, I mean, we try to give them, we have smiley mask, um, but also we have stickers in the office. Like if they get quote unquote, uh uh-ohs, we give them stickers, but then also like I'll get a little bump on like the elbow, you know, make it fun for them. I always treat my families that come in as are my own. Like if there's a little baby, of course, you know, I, I don't want to necessarily scare them, but be a part of them, make them laugh and everything. And it just makes me feel good knowing that I'm doing something right. Because even a couple of them have reached out saying, hey, you know, Charlene's great. You know, we really appreciate her and her personality. And that makes me feel like I'm doing something right. Your values seem to align with that of Nemours. Would I be correct in making that assumption? I agree with you. My favorite thing of all is family, the ones we live for, love with, and love. That's something I look in when I'm every day at Nemours. I may have a bad day, but it's every day that we're living for the families, like it says. Your child, our promise, and that's my promise to you, to know, live for, laugh with you, and love you as you're my own. Charlene O'Brien-Smock is a patient service specialist with Nemours Primary Care in the Villages just outside of Orlando. Well, that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you to both Charlene and Becky for joining us this time around. Don't forget the Radiothon is this Wednesday and Thursday, October 7th and 8th. You can get more information or donate at namores.org slash radiothon. As for the podcast, we welcome your feedback and ideas at podcast at namores.org. That's podcast at namores.org. Deborah Griffin and Peter Adebi, thanks as always for your production assistance. Subscribe to our podcast today on your favorite podcast app or listen by telling your favorite smart speaker to play the Champions for Children podcast. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Fall River, Massachusetts, and our words of wisdom today come from Charlene O'Brien Smock. No day is going to be a perfect day every day. It's all what you make of it, though. I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Till next time, stay safe, stay well, and thank you for all you do for the children and families we serve. <laughs>